Today's podcast is brought to you by Get Stoned. If you're looking for a gift for somebody for this holiday season, that someone might even be you. If you're anything like me and you love to gift yourself, uh, that sounded so dirty. I didn't mean it. Sorry. Um, check out Get Stoned, you guys. They have all kinds of stones, minerals, and unique jewelry for every occasion. All stones are responsibly hand-sourced and worked by the owners and the designers. I have a beautiful necklace and a bracelet from this website. And the cool thing is that my listeners can get 10% off by using the code ANDREATOWN at checkout. We're also brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners of Andrea Town, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash andreatown. That's audibletrial.com slash A-N-D-R-E-A-T-O-W-N. We're also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, instead of sorting through hundreds of wannabe resumes, let ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology find the kick-ass people and actively invite them to apply. Uh, you can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash AndreaTown. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash A-N-D-R-E-A-T-O-W-N. Yo, how's everybody doing? I hope you guys didn't miss me too much when I took a break for the Thanksgiving holiday, but I was too busy eating to do a podcast. So we did a quick uh, Thanksgiving marathon so you guys could catch up on some episodes Hope you enjoyed it. Today's guest is the beautiful and talented Brooke Josephson. She is a mom of two, a singer-songwriter, an actress. Um, we have a great time, and um, she's very inspiring, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Sit back, relax, and let's go. Mix up, Okay, everybody, welcome to the podcast. I am Andrea. This is Andrea Town. And today, I'm super excited. We have a guest calling in today. Um, her name is Brooke Josephson. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast, Brooke. Thanks so much, Andrea. It's good to be here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so we don't actually know each other. I know, I know your husband, and I follow you on social media. Um, and I am just really impressed with everything that you have going on. So, um, I'm super excited that you came to the podcast. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Um, one of the things I love that I've been, uh, that I've been watching, um, with you is that, you know, you're a mom of two, you're a wife and you're actively pursuing your music career. Yeah, I know. I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. a lot. And your your kids are young, right? You have two yeah. young kids? <laughs> yeah, two young kids. Um, our son is turning four and our daughter is nine. So, uh, yeah. So it's definitely um, every day is full and an adventure. And, uh, yeah, you have to have a sense of humor, as you know, getting getting through those stages. Yeah. And I relate a lot to it because I, you know, I raised, um, well, I raised my two boys as a single mom and then my daughter, um, I raised with my husband, but, um, I was, you know, I was always pursuing a career in acting. So it was really challenging, you know, but I, um, I love your kind of your, um, your mindset about, you know, it's an example to your children to pursue your dreams and to go for what you want. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's um, it's funny because I um, I never really I, I didn't know that I was going to set out writing my own songs. I had started off pursuing um, acting, and I was doing musical theater. Um, and uh, and I had lived in New York for six years. Um, and I didn't think I ever wanted to get married, and didn't think I wanted to have kids. And um, yeah, and then everything changed after I met my husband. Um, and yeah, and, and once I had our daughter, it really, um, for me, it was life changing. It just refocused my energy. And, and then I became passionate about writing my own music um, instead of just doing, um, you know, shows and, and auditioning and, and, um, and I fell in love with it and it's just been, uh, you know, every day is an inspiration with both of our kids. Um, you know, just, you know, they inspire me and, and keep me going. So did you start, um, were you ever in a band or, cause you also play instruments as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I actually started off, I just, um, I was a singer and, um, I would audition. I, I studied vocal performance, um, during my undergrad. And then, um, when I moved to New York, I was doing musical theater, um, just this, you know, and a singer actress. And then, um, it wasn't until I had moved to Los Angeles that I, decided to go back to school, um, and I did the uh, Berkeley College of Music songwriting program and got my master's in uh, songwriting. And then from there, I just kind of fell down the rabbit hole of producing, and and um, and I, you know, built my home studio and just started writing and, and recording on my own, and then got a, a band together, and, and it just, you know, as you meet people, then it opens doors to meeting other artists and and. Um, so it's been fun uh, collaborating with other people um, over the last few years. And uh, and your music is, I mean, I, I love I love your song "Sexy and Domesticated." Well, we're gonna we're gonna play a little bit of cl a clip of that just from a uh, just from the middle because um, <clears throat> I want everybody to hear the hook, which I think is fantastic. Now you wrote the music and the lyrics on this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. And who's playing on on the record? It's interesting. It's a mix. On this EP, it, it was a mix of I recorded all the demos, and um, and then I worked with Tony Berg. He produced uh, the EP, and we brought in uh, session players uh, to play with uh, my recordings. And then we just sort of went through, um, and you know, some of it is you know a mix of me playing the guitar, and then the session guitarist, um, and, and you know, and then other songs. It's you know, just uh, the, the uh, session guitarists that were brought in uh, to record. So it's just a, it's a blend depending on the song. Okay, well, let's play a little bit of it, shall mm -hmm. we? Don't pretend you didn't spin like a bunch of magnets. Deaf to my ring that screams that mama's off the market. Just watch my boonda breaking through another day of list. And wish I'd pick you up instead of rolling with my kids. This is all on your uh, on your website. Mm -hmm. And so so you wrote this at what point uh, in was this uh, obviously after you'd been married and had kids? Yeah, <laughs> um, I I wrote this song. It's funny. I, I'm a big Christy Hines fan. 
And um, I was in the middle of working on, yeah, I love her. And I was in the middle of working on what I thought was going to be the EP. And and, um, and I was listening to her first solo uh, record, and uh, she was doing a bunch of, you know, uh, interviews. And, and one of them, when she was promoting it, um, she shared about um, this punk band that had written to her that her um, songs were cool before she became domesticated. And it really pissed me off. And so I um, I sat down and I started writing uh, Sexy and Domesticated. And, um, and then just completely changed the direction of the EP um, and just ran with it. Um, just, you know, writing songs like Mr. Fix-It um, to just sort of play on uh, the gender roles with, with like a, you know, tongue-in-cheek sort of uh, tone with the lyrics and, um, yeah, and, and just had fun with it. Yeah, I mean, it really is like an anthem for a lot of women, I feel. You know, it kind of has that message that you we're talking about whereas like, you know, your dreams don't stop just because you have kids or just because you get married, you know, that you can continue and, um, you know, and it, it is very tongue in cheek, but it's also, I think very, it's very much like an anthem song for women as well. Have you found that to be the case? Like when you go out and perform or women really, is this resonating with women? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. Um, you know, some of the, the comments that I've gotten, and, and especially with social media, being able to connect with women, um, even if they can't come to L.A. Um, to a live show, um, you know, messages that they've sent me um, that they, you know, think it's hilarious or they've played Mr. Fix-It for their husbands um, or even, their, you know, I have girlfriends that aren't married um, that, you know, will play you know, Mr. Fix-It for their boyfriend. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's definitely... Uh, been and that was my my whole point was to make that song an anthem uh, for women, um, you know, to kind of you know be sassy and own it um, and not be ashamed of of who you are. It's like you know just because you have kids, it's not the end; it's the beginning of a whole other chapter of your that. life. Yeah, <laughs> I love that, and and I'm sure your daughter really. I, I'm sure she really loves it, right? I mean, there's nothing like having a rock star mom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean both kids. It's it's funny. Um, they they are very creative. Um, they you know love music and and I've embraced. I mean I know some people keep their kids uh, at a distance with their work, um, but I've allowed my kids to be part of. You know I have my studio at home, so they you know all, they're always coming in and out and grabbing instruments and you know expressing themselves um, and. Even with the um, most recent release, um, the Rocky G remix of my song, Mr. Fix-It, my daughter came to me and she loves hip-hop and she asked if she could dance on the video. So I was like, sure, you know, if this is something that you are passionate about, you want to express yourself, then let's do it. So, so you know, I, I love I'm not afraid to let be part of it. No, I think it's so important. And, you know, creativity for children is, is such a, it's such a way for them to, just like you said, express, express themselves in a, in a positive way. And I I have that belief where I think most people are artists. They just don't necessarily Mm -hmm. tap into it. But, but if you meet children, if you're around children, they're all artistic on some level, you know, it might manifest in different ways, but they all have that natural creativity and, um, and imagination, which is so great. And, all my kids wound up in some facet of, um, of I guess, creativity. My son uh, writes novels. 
and uh, my middle son is actually a music producer. Um, Mm -hmm. and then my daughter is a makeup artist. So they all got, (laughs) they all got Uh a piece of it, you know, (laughs) but, um, but, but, but that's what I want for them. I want them to do what, you know, what makes them happy and not be stuck in a job that, that they hate, you know, follow your passion. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the Rocky G collaboration. Um, how did this Mm -hmm. come about and, um, and tell people who don't know who Rocky G is a little bit of background about her. Cause that's, you guys are sort of like very similar uh, creatures, right? Yes, yes. So I, over the summer, um, I had just, I was online and I was just, you know, looking at, um, you know, through social media, looking at um, other women that are, you know, following their dreams and, and you know, being moms as well. And, and she, um, it just popped up um, on Facebook and I watched this video where she talked about being this international DJ based in Amsterdam and she's a mom of six. So I was really blown away um, by her story. And I just, I wrote to her and, you know, just said, you know, it's really inspirational and it's um, amazing what you're doing. And then, you know, we wrote back and forth and I was like, would you want to collaborate on something? And so that's when she's like, you know, let's do, let's do a remix of this song. Let's fix it. I really like this song. And, um, and so over the internet, we, we worked together on, on the remix. I sent her the files and then, um, we were, you know, talking about how we would do a video with the release of the song. And, um, she invited me to come. She was performing at the annual, um, Amsterdam dance event. And so I went and it was the first time I'd ever been to a rave, um, where it was like, you know, show started <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night and we were, you know, dancing until five in the morning. And, um, it was really fun. We just we decided to embrace, um, that weekend, uh, to, to film the rave and her in her studio. She also has a home studio. And even though our styles of music are different, it's the same thing, you know, the same, you know, routine and schedule for the most part. And, um, yeah, it was just really fun to then go and actually meet her and, and, uh, and then make the video with her. Yeah. She's just, she's an inspiration. Yeah. And that's kind of, it's so funny because, um, you think like, wow, six kids, geez. I know. know, And (laughs) and the DJ life is really like, it's really, that's really a nighttime vibe, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard. I mean, I know even for me and, you know, my kids are grown now, but, um, I do stand up comedy and a lot of the shows, I just did a show last weekend where it was a midnight show. And I was like, I'm taking two naps today <laughs> to be at this midnight <laughs> right. show. Cause it's just, once you get in that life of like being a mom, you just wake up early and you know, you go to bed early and you know, you're exhausted by nine or 10. And so it's just, uh, to be, a, I can't even imagine six kids and then being a DJ, that's gotta be, you know. I, I, oh yeah, I would, I would no, think it, it was, exhausting. When I was at her house and we were we were just talking about like the whole you know the machine that it is you know running that kind of a schedule um, that sometimes she'll come straight from doing a show and she you know doesn't go to sleep. It's like the kids are waking up and she gets them ready for school and then takes a nap while they're at school and then picks them up from school. And, uh, yeah, and then just squeezes her work in, you know, in between and then her shows at night. So, yeah, it's it's a lot. But the cool thing was, I will say that, um, you know, it's that energy. And I'm I'm sure you feel it, too, like, you know, especially um, raising your kids and and in a period of being a single parent um, that you can't when you're an artist, you can't turn that part of you off. Like that would just be like sudden death. Um, So even if you're sleep deprived, you just, 
it, it's like, you have to just keep going. It's like, there's this adrenaline that kicks in, um, you know, so you can do it all. Yeah. Because the alternative and I've, and I've tried that many times, you know, I've tried to walk away from, from that and do other things. And it's, it's just, it's like soul slaughter, you know, you just Mm -hmm. you're so disconnected from your, from your true self and from what you love to do. And, um, you know, and, and so, so in your marriage, is it, is, is he, um, behind you? Is he believe in it? Is he all about it? Um, is he in your corner as far as like you pursuing the music thing? Oh yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. He, he's been my cheerleader before I even wanted him to be my cheerleader. (laughs) Um, when, when we met, when we met, I was like, he like asked me out <laughs> and I was like, get away from me. I, I don't want to um, date. I don't want to, I don't want to settle down. And, and he just was so persistent. He wouldn't take no for an answer. And um, yeah. And it's just, it's been that way. Like, I mean, ever since we did start dating and um, you know, whatever it is that I have going on, like we figure out how to make it work um, with our schedules and you know, he's incredibly supportive. Um that's and, great. Uh, that's so important. I couldn't have asked for a better that, partner. Yeah. I really couldn't. <laughs> that makes all the difference. My husband's the same way. He actually gets like mad at me when I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do it, or you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm going to go do stand up. He's like, he's like, don't give up. You're so good. Keep going. You know, and and you need that. You need that cheerleader. I think as an artist, because it is, you know, it can be discouraging. And I don't know if this happens for you, but. Um, for me, you know, I started really late in the game on everything. You know, I was just kind of behind the trend, you know, in, in a lot of things. And so I just feel like, oh, God, I'm too old. It's over. You know, there's like mm-hmm. younger people that are doing it or whatever. And, and I can get down on myself. So I think if I had somebody that was kind of co-signing that mindset, I would be done. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he's actually, it's funny, I... I'll never forget, I did a show in L.A. right after, like, our daughter was born. And it was just a night of covers. And at the end of the show, he's the one that came to me and said, you know, you're just, like, you're this tour de force on stage. And I just, you know, it'd be so awesome if you'd written those songs. And so then that's when I was like, okay, then I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to commit myself to making that happen. And and he was completely supportive the whole way, you know, through that and just everything that's happened since then. So yeah. It's, and what it's, was that? What fortunate. was that like going? Yeah. What was that like going back to school? Who? <laughs> you know, that yeah. was. I mean, our daughter was a toddler, so you know, I would have like you know, late nights, uh, you know, working on having to like, you know, it's finals week and I'm cranking out a bunch of songs, um, you know, but then our daughter would be sick. And so, you know, juggling like, you know, a sick kid, um, and, you know, trying to turn, you know, a a final in, and, and, um, and he, he would be really supportive. I will say that it, it was a little bit of a juggle too, because he traveled, my husband traveled a lot for work. Um, and, um, you know, there were chunks of time where it would just be me at home with our daughter, um, and he would be on the East Coast filming. Um, but yeah, I just you just plow through. I mean, what yeah. I, I would be like, wet wet braids and a baseball cap. 
you know, <laughs> and yeah. sweats and no makeup for days. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of like being a single parent when you're in that situation because you are the one at home, you know, doing everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It definitely the struggle, the struggle is real. And um, so how many years were you in school um, and you were at Berkeley, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was able to finish, it took about two and a half years. Um you know, okay. taking full, full, um, course, you know, semester courses. Um, but I just, I wanted to get it done. Um, yeah. Um, and then that's and when I, like, teach? shortly I mean, after that. Said, uh-huh. Yeah. Like when, yeah. when you said they, they teach like the structure because you can't really teach it. Can you teach someone to write a song? I mean, you're just teaching structure, right? I mean, you have to have the talent and the creativity to come up with the lyrics and the melody, right? Yeah, there's, oh my goodness, there's uh, classes where it's like you're learning about rhyming patterns, you're learning about structure of different styles of music, um, you're learning about like writing from the title, um, like if you just have a, a title, but you, you know, you just, someone gives it to you and then you have to write a whole song around it. Um, yeah, and and even uh, production courses on, you know, not just, you know, sitting and like playing guitar, you know, playing the piano and singing your song, um, but like actually recording. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a mix. There's, there's the production side and then there's just the bare bones of like the paper pencil, like write the lyrics. Um, yeah, tons of harmony, melody classes. It's like across the board. (laughs) So yeah. And it's cool because I did it, I did it online. So I was able to meet a lot of people from around the world that were taking classes with me and, you know, you would log in and the professor would do their, you know, um, uh, their whole presentation and then you would have to turn in assignments and yeah, it was, it was really cool. And now what is, what's up next for you? Are you doing more writing? Are you in the studio still? Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm taking the first few months of uh, 2019, and I'll be in the studio working on the next EP. And um, and I've I've been writing um, in between doing shows, promoting uh, "Sexy and Domesticated." Um, so I'm looking forward to actually being in the studio and and you know fleshing all of that out and figuring out what the exact songs will be for the next uh, EP. So yeah. That's exciting. Now, do you do any acting anymore? Or you really kind of left left that behind? You know, I mean, I sometimes, um, you know, I have friends that are, you know, directors and writers and, you know, they'll ask me to come in and, and, you know, act on something. You know, I still get called in, you know, for different directors that I worked with before I was just focusing on music and, you know, I'll go in and, and help out on something, but it's not, it's not something that I'm, as passionate as I was about. So and it's also a time thing. So there's only so yeah, many hours so in the day. <laughs> hours in the day, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you divide that up with everything that you're yeah. doing. What was Amsterdam like? Had you been there before? Was this a I know. I've never been before. I absolutely love Amsterdam. Um, my friends that had been were just, they were so excited that I was going and, um, and, you know, they would, you know, tell me stories about it. And it's just, it's so magical. I don't know. Have you been? No, I've never been, but it's a place that I've always thought, Hmm, that would be fun. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, 
I love street art. And so there's a lot of street art in Amsterdam. Um, and obviously the museums are amazing. The canals are gorgeous. Um, and the people, um, they were very uh, warm. Um, it was amazing to me uh, wherever I went that you would hear people speaking Dutch and, you know, Italian, I mean, French, and then they would hear you speak English and then they would switch to English. And I'm like, wow. wow. <laughs> In the United States, we just, you know, we're like, oh, we, we, we stick to English. If you're here, you need to learn to speak like we do. <laughs> it's it's kind of um, crazy, too, because we're such a melting pot, but we don't. Yeah, that, that's it. I think we're the only country that's like that. Yeah. People I know from other countries usually speak a couple of languages. Mm-hmm. It's crazy yeah. that we're just like, yeah, you're right. You're you're here. <laughs> you need to learn to speak yeah. English. Um, <laughs> it's like so what, um, English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you um do you like performing in LA? Have you have you performed uh, in New York or other places? You should definitely come to Vegas for sure. Oh gosh, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, no, I I've loved um doing shows in uh in LA. Um I did do a show in New York um at Prohibition. I would love to go back um and you know do uh shows at other venues. Um it's funny Vegas, my one of my closest friends, she's actually my maid of honor. She is she was born and raised in Vegas and um and then we ended up meeting in New York City and now she's uh a established she's she's a well-known um theater and now she's passing over to do uh she's directing tv and film and, and she actually directed uh, one of my music videos um last spring um her name is michelle bossy and uh and so she she's from vegas so you know we've been to vegas a few times um of course for her bachelorette party <laughs> right um yeah <laughs> so, um yeah but uh but yeah i haven't because there's a lot happening here yeah, yeah a lot. there's a lot happening here mm -hmm. and i think there's um there's just so much opportunity for um for just something you know just something new just something new something exciting you know and I mean, obviously, there's so many clubs with, like, you know, the male DJ. We have all that. But I feel like there's this movement that's happening now for women. Um, you know, I think it's an empowerment movement, movement, but I also think it's just, um, you know, like the creativity doors are opening up in a lot of different areas, not just the old, you know, stuff. We're getting, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're just growing, you know, we're just growing, I think, in so many areas. So I think that that's going to start to happen in, in Vegas too. You know, I'd like to see more female DJs headlining clubs, you know, because mm -hmm. they're out there, you know, mm -hmm. it's just like female comics, you know, I do so many shows and it's like, you're lucky if there's one female comic on the show, you know, and it's just, mm -hmm. I think that's going to start to change, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like yeah, you guys live in LA. Were you affected? Everywhere. For sure. Were you guys affected by the fires at all out there? You know, fortunately, we um, they were just past, or they were north of us in Malibu. Um, you know, we could see it, um, but we we were safe. So uh, definitely had to keep the doors and windows closed for a few days because the the air was just so thick. Um, from the smoke, but the firefighters, oh my goodness, they, they worked around the clock. Um, and we're really fortunate that they were able to, you know, to stop it. That's good. I mean, yeah, definitely so heroic and so scary. So many people lost their homes and it was just, 
you know, mm-hmm. so frightening. But yeah, I'm glad you guys are all okay. Did you, um, is there somebody that you would love to collaborate with? I mean, do you have your eyes on any collaborations uh, in the future? Oh, wow. Um, there's so many people. Um, there's this artist, his name is Grizz. Um, he's, uh, from Michigan and, uh, I really love how he blends genres and, um, he works very much on his own. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a cool mix of like funk and, um, and rock and, and even some blues. I mean, it's just, it's, I haven't heard an artist quite like him. Um, and it's really refreshing. So I think it would be really cool to collaborate with him. Um, yeah, that, that would be somebody in 2019, if I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> yeah, put it out there, right? <laughs> Manifest cool. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the genre thing is, is interesting. My son, uh, he did a um, reality show called Platinum Hit, which, um, Jewel and Cara Diaguardi, um, were like the hosts. And, um, and one of the things that he was really good at was, you know, just being able to blend all these different genres, you know, cause they would move week to week. It was a songwriting competition show, which is, it's really hard to, I thought use that as a competition because each, you know, each, each song is just different. You know, there's pros and cons yeah. to everything. It's hard to put them up against each other, you know, and it was, it was, mm-hmm. and I think that's why it only went for one season, but Um, I was really adamant when my son, you know, was growing up that he knew everything, knew every, you know, every genre and every artist. And just, you know, I remember one time he walked in the room, we were watching some award show. And of course he was waiting for like, you know, Blink-182 or whatever to come on. And Mm -hmm. Burt Bacharach came on, you know, and my son was like, who's this old fart? You know? And I was like, okay, (laughs) you need to do research on Burt Bacharach and you need to know every song that he ever wrote. Okay. Cause it's iconic. Like he is, you know, a genius and, you know, and did so many songs, you know? And so my son, of course, had to write this essay. He was so pissed, you know, but now he says to me, he goes, mom, he's like, you don't know how many times Burt Bacharach comes up, you know, and he's like, and I know, <laughs> you know, I know who he is, you know, but, um, but I think that, you know, I really made them be open to that. And it's so important because I think now, especially in music, you're seeing all these crossings of genres and, and, and it's cool, you know, it's like, it doesn't have to be in, you don't have to be in one lane. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, fascinating to me and especially with so many um independent artists um you know because of the internet there's uh just such a range of experimentation happening because you're not limited by what a label's telling you you have to follow and um and so it's just really cool um every friday i listen to the new releases that come out and you'll find like this gem like buried at the very bottom of the you know Spotify list of, of releases and um and it's just cool it's it's an exciting time I think in music yeah, I think in art in general, you know, there's just so many things, you know, some of the, some, you know, some of everybody's favorite shows are not on a major network anymore. You know, there's just so many right. different options, you know, and I think it's, it's the same thing in, uh, it's the same thing in, in music. Um, who were your influences like growing up? I know you said you were more into musical theater when you first started, but did you have, I mean, Chrissy Hines, but were there other people that you feel like kind of steered your um kind of taste and flavor in music yeah um well it's funny i i grew up in indiana in a very strict christian home and i wasn't allowed to listen to it was called secular music 
um, I, I sang in church and, uh, and so it wasn't until I started doing, um, sports really. And, you know, I'd be on like the bus with all the girls on the basketball team and I would hear, you know, what they were listening to. So there's like a chunk <laughs> of like music I missed. Um, and I've slowly, I wouldn't say I've caught up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I know that when I first heard Madonna, um, I heard Material Girl at a birthday party and I was just like, who is this? And, um, and so I just, I would, I, I would sneak around and people would make me like mixtapes of, <laughs> of like the cool music wow. that they were listening to. And, um, and then eventually, like once I got my driver's license, you know, obviously like I would, you know, turn on like the local, like secular music station, 93, when I would be driving and then I would switch it back to like a Christian station when I would get home. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. so, so I grew up with a lot of Christian music, contemporary Christian music and, um, and gospel. Um, and then, uh, gradually it was like nineties rock, like Beck and obviously Nirvana and, um, right. yeah, like that, that was sort of like, you know, and, and even I liked the nineties hip hop. Like I loved Dr. Dre, um, and Snoop yeah. Dogg and, you know, uh, yeah, just that whole, that whole scene in the nineties. That's, that's what I listened to. And Beck, I loved Beck. So yeah, they were great, great, great bands. Yeah. You're kind of all over the map too. Like that's how yep. I was too, you know, like a little bit of everything, you know, and, um, my, my parents were in music, so we were really exposed to a lot of stuff growing up. And, and I had a brief stint where I was in a band and, Trout, you know, it was just a top 40 band. We did all covers. And, and that was really our weakness was that we really weren't songwriters. You know, um, we would write lyrics and stuff. You know, it was back in the day when, you know, you know, we would smoke pot and like think we wrote like a great song. We're like, oh my God, it's like Stairway to Heaven. And then like the next day when you're not high, you're like, this is awful. Okay. I don't know what we're thinking. <laughs> but we just, we just didn't have like, uh, I remember like it was, God, it was like 80s or whatever. And it was just, yeah. And I was telling, I was telling my kids, like, we used to like, you know, I was there the day that MTV launched. Like I watched that with the band. Oh, like, wow. We all sat there and watched that day. And it was just, I remember I was like so excited because yeah, it was like Madonna and Prince and Michael Jackson and, you know, and Dire Straits and all these like great music videos and, um, aha, you know, all that stuff and wham. And, and, um, I remember, um, the bass player in my band was a lot older than us. And he was like, this is not a good thing. And I was like, why? And he's like, because, you know, p artists like, you know, like Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and Mama Kaz would have never been famous. You know, if it's all going to be this, you know, if it's going to be, you know, a if it's going to become a visual art, you know, and I always <clears> thought <throat> about that, you know, it's like, you know, you do see, I mean, I think it's, it's changed a lot recently, but there was definitely that period where I forget what band it was where, you know, they had like this cute girl singer up there singing, but that was not the singer. <laughs> like the singer was this, you know, big black woman who could sing her ass off, but they had like, you know, the Barbie doll, you know, up front and it's like, ah, such a uh -huh. shame. But I think it's, it's changed now, but there definitely was that period where it was like, it looks were so important, you know? And I, I'll never forget him saying that. Cause I was like, oh, I get that, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That no, music I is like a soul thing, you know? Well, I remember we, 
I got to watch MTV every time I babysat. I love to babysit <laughs> because <laughs> once I would get the people's kids to bed and they had cable, I would I would like you know get get the house really quiet and then I would sit super close to the TV and I'd watch like all the music videos that were out. Like that's when I first saw Teen Spirit. And I'm just, oh my gosh! Oh. And and you would hear like the parents came home and like click, you know, turn the TV off. Like the kids were great; they're all asleep, everybody's fine, you know. <laughs> and for, so I could like I could watch them. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> I know. It's time for bed. You can do, get you're the like, snacks. Go ahead, bring them in your room. <laughs> like, it's fine. Go ahead, just sit in your room. I don't care. It's funny now too because actually Christian Christian music has come a long way, right? Like Christian rock music oh, is like yeah. you know it's that's come a long way too. It's not you no, know what, I, it, what it used to be. No, when I was in college, so I went to a private Christian college, and um, I was on scholarship, and part of my scholarship was that. Not only did I, you know, was I supposed to be in the choir, but then I also had to um, tour with this um, girl singing group that was like a Destiny's Child for Jesus, and um, <laughs> we're called Gothic, oh and and we toured for three years. I mean, we even went to Ireland, um, and it was, you know, contemporary Christian music is what it's called, and so yeah. Um, yeah, I very much, I, that was all happening, um, when I was in college, it, it went from like Amy Grant and like, you know, that whole, I guess, era of the beginning of, uh, CCM and, and then it just like exploded. It's, it's crazy now when I'll listen to, or even go to church when I'm back in Indiana and I'll go to church and it's like a rock concert when you're there it's instead crazy. of like the, yeah. the Views and like singing from a hymn, you know, hymnal. That's not happening anymore. No, it's it's it really it blew my mind because I grew up in Catholic school, you know, and I went to mm -hmm. eight years of Catholic school, and I think I made it through like half a semester my freshman year in Catholic school, and then I was asked to leave. But <laughs> I def <laughs> definitely was. <laughs> it's like all girls Catholic school, and I was like, we were like fighting every day. You know, it was terrible. Like a bunch of girls all together in uniforms. It was like a nightmare. And that's when I went to I wound up going to um, a performing arts school, which is like much more my speed. But, uh -huh. um, but I, but the first time I ever went to, um, I went to a friend's church and they were like playing guitar and there was a drummer and they were like clapping. And I was like, what church is this? Because, right. you know, my church was like, let there be peace on earth. It was like, oh yeah. God, like we got to sing that song one more time. It was horrible. Uh -huh. you know? it's like, if you're not a soprano, you can't sing along, you know, it's terrible. Yeah, you can't. Um, you can like move your like, lips. Yeah, you just, right. You just move your lips. If the priest looks at you, you're like, yes, I'm singing. But I was like, what church is this? You guys have drums? What? <laughs> no, it was crazy. But, oh, yeah, um, but now it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It was amazing. And now like, I don't go to a church unless they have that kind of music because I need, I need that. I think it, you uh -huh. know, it's so inspiring to like use music to like connect yourself to to what's be, you know, what they're saying and what's being talked about and everything. Like when I'm in uh, LA, I go to Agape and it's like, man, the singers that show up there, it's like, wow, they all should. I mean, a lot of them do have record contracts, but a lot of them are like, wow, you guys are crazy good. Uh -huh. That's probably how you, did you learn how to sing in the church? Was that, cause you're really yeah. soulful. Like I've, I've watched some of your videos where you're just like, just playing guitar and singing a cover, but there's a lot of soul to your voice. 
Oh, yeah. Um, thank you. I Yeah, I did. I grew up singing in church. Like, I mean, I think the first time I sang at church, I was five. Um, and then um, started taking piano lessons um, shortly after. I think I was about six or seven when I started taking piano. And then, um, yeah, when I was 13, uh, one of the youth pastors, uh, his wife, uh, she taught voice lessons. And so I started taking lessons with her and yeah, and then just singing in church, um, you know, every Sunday and, and for weddings. So yeah, I definitely, um, you know, the, the music I grew up uh, singing, uh, it, it has an influence for sure. Did, do your kids now, your daughter plays piano too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She plays piano and, uh, our son. Did you teach her? Or? Oh, she has, um, well, I started teaching her, but, um, she, she has a piano teacher, um, that she's been with for the last couple of years. Cause I find that it's better for her to learn from her teacher and then we can practice together. Um, so it takes the pressure off of our relationship the mother daughter relationship. Um, oh, so yeah. it's not like always <laughs> mommy being like, I'm telling you to clean your room and now let's practice piano. You have to do what I tell you. So, yeah. You know, just so we can like, <laughs> yeah. okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll just like ease up on that. You can have your teacher and then I'll, I'll help you with anything that, you know, you ask me to help you with. So and I also yeah, want her I think that's to smart. find her own way. I mean, it's anything that she's doing, it, it's got to be something that she's passionate about herself. I, I've never wanted to be like a mama rose. <laughs> yeah, um, like a momager, stage mom, like, all that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if she decided she didn't want to do any of that and changed her mind to do something else, you know, I would totally support her in that. Um, but it just happens to be that she, she loves music too, so. So it's cool. Yeah, I find it's a little bit easier with boys. You know, I was a little bit more of a momager to my middle son because he just had this. I knew he had a gift, you know, I knew he had a gift for music. I mean, it's funny. I was on stage with him when he was, you know, in my stomach and he used to kick the bass drum perfectly. Like I was like, oh, this kid's <laughs> musical. And his dad's a drummer. So I just kind of knew, you know. But um, I took him to a garage sale and um, and they he picked up a guitar and he's like, He's like, Mom, I want to buy this guitar. And I'm like, how much is it? He's like, $10. I'm like, no, I'm like, you don't know how to play guitar. I'm not buying you a guitar. He's like, please, please, please. And I was just like, oh, it was just one more thing that I knew he was going to buy and not do anything with. And so I said to the guy, I'll give you $5 for it. And so the guy was like, okay. He brought it home. And I mean, it was like a couple of weeks. And he was coming into the living room going, I wrote this song. And I thought he was lying. I'm like, that's just a song on the radio that I don't know that he's telling me he wrote, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but it turned out he actually was writing. He was writing songs like he just started writing songs. And and then I, you know, then I was like, oh, my God, this kid's like, this is crazy. Like, this is nuts. Mm -hmm. I mean, really great lyrics and stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, I didn't even know who to contact because I was in acting. So I didn't really know anybody in music, but I was at the gym one time. This guy was talking about, um, you know, he was a producer, a music producer. And I was like, you have to come see my son. He's like, oh, I'd love to. Where is he performing? I'm like, no, you have to come to my house and see him <laughs> in the living room, play his guitar and sing, you know? <laughs> and, um, uh -huh. and the guy like, he blew me off and I just stayed on him and stayed on him. And finally was like, fine, I'm going to come to your house. And so I, basically he told me, it was like, just to shut me up. And, um, and I, you know, my son came in played the guitar and played these songs that he had wrote. And the guy was like, 
wow. So I think that's like a smash number one hit he just played. And I was like, I told you, uh-huh. you know, but the guy was laughing. He's like, yeah, usually, you know, when people are like, yeah, you got to hear my kid. They're amazing. It's just not that, you know? Um, right. But yeah, he like put him in the studio and like recorded a bunch of songs, but he was like so young, you know, it was like, it, it was almost like his, his talent was, too, it was too far advanced for how little he was, you know, it, mm-hmm. now there's more, I think, there's more avenues, you know, there's all these like, you know, shows where you can go on and everything, but, um, but it took him a long way, a long time before he really found his way. And now he's, he's working on his own album, but he signed with um, Warner Chapel and he's just writing songs for people constantly. You know, he's, he's just like mm-hmm. a little hit maker. It's crazy. Uh-huh. But, um, but I was much more pushy with him. And I think it's like that mom son vibe with my daughter yeah, just, yeah, just can't. The mom-daughter thing, it's just like, listen, I love you, I'll support you, but you need to find your own way because it's just a weird, it gets in the way of your relationship, I think. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, she, um, she's she been really passionate um, volunteering at the Children's Hospital here um, at CHLA, and she'll come up with these ideas on, you know, how to do fundraisers and how to give back and and I'm like some of the things like when she wanted to write a children's book and sell it and all the proceeds go to the hospital I was like oh I've never done that before (laughs) I'm like okay let me figure this out like how do you publish a children's book and so we did we figured it out and and uh and our first the first one that she did was last uh last year and then she came out with another book this fall and and that's something she's passionate about um and having like her little story corner that she you know wanted to do to read books to the kids that were too sick to have visitors, that definitely wasn't anything that I was like, oh, you know, when my daughter is a certain age, let's do this. It was it all came out of her, and and I I, I wrestled with it at first, like you know having her um, you know have her own YouTube channel, um, but at the same time like the the heart behind it and her intentions like I, I could not deny her that um so sure. you know I, I was like it's okay let's, let's make this happen you know I'm gonna validate yeah. you and and don't want you to feel like just because you're a kid that your ideas don't matter so yeah that's so important and what a beautiful what a beautiful spirit she has to be so giving and caring you know at, at such a young age it's beautiful yeah yeah she's and that's why they're just, they just kind of like develop their own little personalities. And I think if, you know, I always feel like my job as a parent was to just kind of stay out of the way, you know, guide and, you know, not, mm-hmm. you know, guide them if they were headed for like a brick wall, you know, like right. if you might want to go a little <laughs> to the left, but basically uh-huh. let them drive the car and see where it's going to go. Because I don't, I'm not trying to make you a little image of me or a little image of what I think you should be, you know, you're your own being and let's figure out where that's going to land and um and it yeah it all worked out i mean they're they're yeah. all doing well so yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's it's hard when they're little you're like oh god you know but then they find their way and 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 they've all kind of found their way which is cool and you said your little guy's a little comic kind of little comedian oh my gosh he i swear that kid, his, like, when we went to his parent-teacher conference at his preschool, just, like, not even a couple weeks ago, they were like, your kid was made by Jim Henson. He's a Muppet. He's, like, <laughs> he's constantly he's constantly cracking everybody up. He doesn't see himself, like, an equal to his peers. 
um, he's like constantly getting metaphor, like on an adult level. And he's just, wow. he's funny. He needs to make people laugh. Like, so I don't know what his, you know, journey is going to be, but he's just, he's funny. So yeah, we'll I love see. that. I- yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. I mean, it's it's hard when when you're the parent of it because sometimes it's like, oh, my middle son was like that, and he was he'd much rather entertain the class than actually like the teacher would say actually learn anything. You know, he just right. uh, yeah, the teacher would walk out of the room and he'd go up in the front and just like start teaching. You know, <laughs> just like right, you know, it's like, you know what yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like, ah, but, um, but you know, it's like that creativity and that spirit. I love that. And, you know, and uh-huh. I'm sure you, we look at them and like, oh yeah, this little piece of me in there doing that. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, well, it's been, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, tell people where they can find you. We're going to put all your, um, we'll list all your social media and stuff, um, on the actual blog, but, um, do you have any gigs coming up where they can check you out in LA? Yeah, so we're going to be booking a bunch of gigs in, uh, starting in January um, in L.A., and I will be posting those online. Um, I actually had to take um, the next month off because I got time for jury duty. So <laughs> I, I will be between holidays and uh, being a, a good, um, uh, you know, doing my civil Sunday. service. Yeah, exactly. Well, that'll be interesting. You know, as artists, it's always good for us to experience something way outside of our scope because it, you know, we come up with stuff that way. So who knows what the next, uh, the next EP will be. There might be an influence of of being on jury duty, right? Sex and Uh domesticated and having to do jury duty during the holidays. Right. It's like a lot. Cool. So then January, everything will kick back off, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Great. Great. Well, have a beautiful holiday. Thank you so much for stopping by the podcast. We will, like I said, put everything up there so people can check you out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then your website. And then check out her EP, Sexy and Domesticated, and then um, the Mr. Fix-It remix. Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. My pleasure. All right. Happy holidays, Thank you so everybody. Much for being on the podcast. Same to you, Brooke. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I have some comedy dates coming up here in Vegas at Hooters. I just recently did um, uh, a midnight show, a dirty show called The Filth Factory, which was amazing. So... If you guys are in town, um, I think they're going to do another one in December. It'll be a whole uh, new bunch of comics, but it'll be a fabulous show. Shout out to my friend Jocelyn Sharp, who is running the show. It's her own show. Super proud of her. And um, yeah, there's a new show also that I'm going to be a part of. Uh, We'll follow up with details on the website. Um, But I think I'm on the show a couple Saturdays in December and the first two Saturdays in January. So if you're in Vegas... Come say hi. Thanks for listening. Bye.